Hi and welcome to Sheepcast. The date is August 4th, 2020, and I'm Max Park. This is our daily devotional and prayer on Colossians, and today's passage is Colossians chapter 1, verses 3 to 8. Yesterday we looked at the introduction, the introductory two verses of the past of the entire book, and uh, we looked at a couple things that we need to understand about the book before we get into it. But today we're getting into it. So we're looking at verses 3 to 8, just like we did with the sermon series on, or not sermon series, the uh, devotional series on Philippians, we're going to be looking at just snippets of text within uh, within the letter and uh, analyzing the text, trying to exegete that which is important for us and understand within its context. So with that, let's read Colossians 1, 3-8. This is what the Word of God says. We give thanks to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, praying always for you, since we heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and the love which you have for all the saints. Because of the hope laid up for you in heaven, of which you previously heard in the word of truth, the gospel, which has come to you just as in all the world, also it is constantly bearing fruit and increasing, even as it has been doing in you also since the day you heard of it, and understood the grace of God in truth, just as you learned it from Epaphras, our beloved fellow bondservant, who is a faithful servant of Christ on our behalf. And he also informed us of your love in the Spirit. Amen. The word of God. There's a couple things we want to just take from here. Let's look at verse 3. It says, We give thanks to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. I love how Paul sets the tone in all of his letters, uh, primarily with the gospel and the nature of Christ, uh, the nature of the Trinity, and the relationship of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Uh, in many of the letters, you'll find that to be a common thing that you find in the opening verses of his epistles. And so here we see, once again, we give thanks to God. I love how the credit is being given to God, the designation of the Lord Jesus Christ as the Son under the Father, under only in the sense of role, but not in the sense of nature or essence. Or, um, Of course, you know we know everything about the Trinity in that sense, that there are co-equal personhoods within the Trinity and the Godhead. Um, and so that's given to him. Um, and... And he just encourages the church in admonition and affirmation of uh, whatever goodness exists in this church, um, namely the faith of this church and the belief uh, and of the believers of the community in Colossae, a community he has not visited. He's only heard of, most likely. And uh, he's giving thanks to God, giving the credit to the Lord. He, always, he also says, we're praying always for you. I love this statement. I love that he's just extending this spiritual connection with them, this connection of uh, intimacy through the means of prayer. Maybe it's something that you know the church today has really diminished in our understanding of the importance of prayer and intercession for one another as a practice that should be done consistently anyways. Uh, verse 4, since we heard of your faith in Christ Jesus, so again just really hammering home that point, Christ Jesus, right? In Christ Jesus and Christos of course in Greek is uh, a key statement in, in many of Paul's letters. And here he talks about saving faith, right? The same faith um, that only comes through the, uh, the person of Jesus Christ. Uh, he says, the love which you have for all the saints. So there's a love of God through Christ Jesus, uh, the faith of faith in Christ Jesus, uh, that being primary. And then, of course, this love for all the saints. It really goes, kind of harks back to Jesus' great commandment, first great commandment, love the Lord. Second great commandment, of course, to love our neighbor. And so it kind of harks back to that. Um, this, you know, many people articulate it as this restored, redeemed vertical relationship, restored, redeemed horizontal relationship. We are to love God always and love our brothers and sisters always, right? Christ himself also said in the Gospel of John, right, that uh, they will know us um, as followers of Jesus if we love one another or when we love one another. Verse 5, because of the hope laid up for you in heaven, 
which you previously heard in the word of truth, the gospel, right? Again, Paul just really hammering home the importance of the gospel message central to the Christian life, central to salvation, central to faith, central to all things, it being the primary thing um, that encompasses the Christian life, right? That really is is the Christian life. It is the gospel. The believer's hope is only found, of course, in the one true gospel and our faith in that one true gospel. Gospel, of course, in Greek, uh, evangelion just simply means good news, right? And that's what we call it in English sometimes. And it's really good news because there's bad news. The bad news, of course, being that we are sinners destined for hell. Good news being that Christ um, took on uh, the cost of sin, the wage of, set, the wage of sin, that being death, um, as an atonement for us on the cross, um, securing victory for all those who place their faith and hope in him. Verse 6, which has come to you, just as, all, uh, just as in all the world, also it is constantly bearing fruit, etc., etc., etc. We read, continue reading. I, I just, this verse really just hammers home again another point. If you hark back to, in our church, we've been going through um, a sermon series, uh, through figures of scripture, and I've been kind of sneakishly um, following a narrative of the redemptive, God, redemptive history, right? And so, uh, if you know anything about that, um, if you go to Genesis 12 and you look at the covenant given to Abraham, for example, we see there a promise of a blessing to the nations. And so I love here how Paul just recognizes this and he just kind of puts it in there. Which has come to you, and of course, again, the Colossians being, of course, a pagan non-Jewish community. Uh, they've come to you in all the world, so all, to, all the world, right? He's hammering home, this, just what he's saying, this is a global gospel. The word of truth, the gospel I just talked to you about that connects us all is a global message. It's for all people. It is not exclusive to any people group. Um, it is it is for all, right? Uh, you don't have to be a Jew to be saved. You don't have to be a Jew to be part of this covenant. And so that's the beauty of Christ's work on the cross and his atoning work, his redemptive work and all that. And so um, he gives, he, he again, just, um, I think, does a great job of, uh, uh, of putting that there and making sure the Colossians understand that this that to be the case right because i mean there could be some confusion is this just a jewish message or is this a global message and paul clearly sees it as a global one he also says this is that it constantly bears fruit increasing even as it has been doing in you also since the day you heard of it so since the moment of um, what we call justification coming to faith right um since the moment of uh being a recipient of the God, uh, of faith, uh, of the gift of grace, you know, that's that's at the end, right? It continues on. There's this journey of sanctification to holiness, and it continues to bear fruit, Paul would say. And of course, if you go back to Galatians 5, 22-23, you can read about all the fruits of the Holy Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, all those things, right? Um, and then we get to um, verse 7, just as you learn from, from Epiphas, again, just crediting First God, and then the servants of the Lord, right? Beloved fellow bondservant, faithful servant of Christ. And on his behalf, he has informed Paul of, and here's the first fruit and probably the most important, love. Love in the Spirit, love in Christ, love in all these things. Love for one another, love for God. Uh, love is the key feature of the Christian uh, believer. And so, brothers and sisters, that is my prayer for you today, that our lives would be marked by love. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much. We thank you for the text today. Uh, we thank you for what Paul's teaching us and reminding us the centrality of the gospel in our lives, reminding us of um, the importance of understanding uh, the nature of Christ, the nature of the gospel, the nature of his work, the nature of all these things. 
uh, ultimately bearing fruit in our lives through our faith that you've gifted us um, in the form of love, love for you and love for others. And so, Father, would we be marked by that love? Would we be marked and known for that love so that the world may know that God is love? And uh, Heavenly Father, we thank you so much. All this we pray in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you for joining us today. And if you are enjoying this podcast, please check out our church Facebook page called Sheepgate Fellowship and our YouTube channel by the same name. You can join us in worship on Sundays via live stream at 12.45 p.m. Eastern Time. And the link for that is on our Facebook page. I hope the Lord blesses you this day and enjoy. God bless.